0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. When a person is recovering from a stroke, one of the things health professionals are on the lookout for is post-stroke depression. With me in the studio to talk about this is rehabilitation psychologist Dr. Michelle Wogan. She's a licensed clinical psychologist in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at Upstate. Welcome, Dr. Wogan. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks. So I'd like to start by having you explain your role in the inpatient rehabilitation facility at Upstate.
1: Absolutely. So I work as a, as you said, rehabilitation psychologist. I'm full-time on our inpatient rehabilitation facility, so working with patients who uh, have come down to the unit because they continue to need rehabilitation prior to going home. It's not yet considered safe, if you will, for them to go home. They still need help with either ambulating or taking care of activities of daily living, or kind of cognitive or thinking difficulties.
0: So some of your patients are, are stroke patients, but mm-hmm. some of them have had other brain injuries
1: or other injuries. Correct, right, so there's stroke, there's uh, amputations, car accidents, so can kind of include all body accidents um, or injuries, brain injuries from car accidents or other kind of um, accidents. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then also working with their family members, our caregivers, and then we also have students on the, the unit as well that I work with.
0: Okay, wonderful. Well, let's talk about um,
1: what is post-stroke depression? Absolutely, so post-stroke depression is the development of depression or depressive symptoms following a stroke. Stroke being a lack of oxygen to the brain, either from some kind of obstruction that keeps the, the blood flowing to the brain, Or bleeding in the brain, so basically the brain cells are drowning too much blood. Um, And that can cause a number of of difficulties or deficits. Physical, right, difficulty walking, talking, dressing themselves, uh, and also thinking deficits. So being able to problem solve, memory, um, knowing what's safe and what's not safe, being able to pay bills. Um, so
0: is this, help me understand, is this a depression that someone who suffers a stroke when they are finally sort of aware of what's happened to them, they've already got this depression because it's something that happened to their brain when they had the, the stroke, as opposed to they become aware of what's happened and get depressed about
1: it? Right. So there's a working theory. There's basically three possibilities, three three possible reasons, one being that when you have those deficits that I mentioned, it's upsetting. You recognize sure. how it's changed your life, and so of course, it's understandable people come depressed about that. Um, also, when you have a lack of oxygen in a brain injury, right? A stroke is a brain injury. Um, the brain is now in recovery, is trying to rewire the lines of communication within the brain, and so the theory is also what might be happening is that as the brain is literally rewiring itself it's rewiring itself to be more depressed because our emotions are also housed in our brain and so it could be that it's rewiring to be depressed it could also be a combination of the two ah okay well regardless it seems like it's
0: something you know to be concerned with um, how common is it Do, does
1: every person who sustains a stroke deal with this right not everybody um, but it is it's found to be at least a third of survivors. Do experience post-stroke depression, um, survivors of stroke. That is,
0: are there risk factors that make someone um, more or less prone? Yes, there
1: so are. There are four kind of factors that we consider strongly. Um, one being the severity of the stroke. Severity being that either um, how much of the brain has been impacted, but that doesn't necessarily mean the the area, the surface area of the brain, but also it could be a very small part of the brain. But that small part carries a lot of power. And so if that's kind of lost electricity, if you will, okay. um, that can really be considered severe stroke. Also, the severity of the disabilities caused by the stroke. Some people you know, are entirely paralyzed on the right side of their body. Some people you don't even know they had a stroke. So if they're more disabled, that's a risk factor, as well as their thinking difficulties, as I would mentioned, not being able to problem solve, memory. The, the more of those problems, the more likely you are to develop post-stroke depression as well as a history of depression, and we know history, excuse me, depression um, is quite common amongst the general population, so uh, it's not surprising when people tell me they also had a history, they're also at risk of developing post-stroke depression.
0: So is it, are the symptoms of this type of depression different from a depression someone may have
1: without stroke being a part of it? Nope. so they're very similar. And okay. we're um, looking for the same criteria. So basically things to look out for would include um, sad mood, excessive crying, low motivation, um, changes in sleep, changes in eating, um, and really kind of a, a loss of interest in activities that they used to enjoy. And then also you'll hear possibly uh, thoughts of wanting to die or suicide. Now, from previous stroke experts that we've had on this show,
0: I know that sleep is part of recovery Mm -hmm. from stroke. So is that hard to
1: tease that apart? So that's the thing too, right? So we're looking for symptoms of depression, but also brain injury can mimic those same symptoms. So sleeping, Mm -hmm. the brain needs to sleep after an injury. It's easily fatigued. And so you might notice that they're sleeping a lot, but maybe that's because they're recovering. Uh, They also might look like they have poor Uh, motivation or initiation but that's also something that can be caused by brain injury where the brain has trouble telling the body to get going so you have a plate of food in front of you and you know it's time to eat but the brain is just not telling the body okay pick up the fork put the food on the fork fork to the mouth so it it can be tricky you also don't want to kind of chalk these symptoms up to that it's just the brain injury but you also don't want to panic and assume that any kind of symptom is it's severe depression because, again, like you had kind of referenced, that this is an upsetting situation to people. I expect there to be a level of sadness and degree, and that's okay. It's okay when you notice that in yourself or your loved one whoever had the stroke. Wow.
0: So does this develop soon
1: after a stroke? Yes, so. it can. It also can develop, you know, even like a year after stroke. Again, you know, so recovery in itself after a stroke is pretty much one to two years. Um, and... The, the same presentation or depression, the onset of depression, could occur any time in there. On, you know, on the inpatient unit, working with uh, primary um, physical medicine and rehab, we do we do often see it develop in patients while they're on the unit, um, but also it can develop in people out, after they've, after been they've discharged. After they've been discharged in mm-hmm, their home. Mm-hmm.
0: And all. So it's got to be hard. I mean, how do you go about teasing uh, the difference between like sort of the normal grieving process Mm -hmm. if you will after having such a health crisis versus post-stroke depression
1: that may need treatment absolutely right so as I um, had said that it would be appropriate for people to have some upsetting symptoms or or reactions to the stroke right I actually kind of get nervous when I see I shouldn't say nervous I I would prefer to see people exhibiting signs of sadness and kind of being grieving, as you said, that they're grieving because it's a loss. You've lost your level of functioning that you had. So if I don't see that, it become, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a red flag for me. I want to see them appropriately grieving. What I look for if they are sad and they're kind of uh, looking like they're um, having some symptoms like not sleeping while well their their eating has changed or, or for whatever reason, if I think that they, they might be showing signs of depression, I'm also looking for something that shows me that they're also coping. So Are they focused on the future? You know, are they talking about, I want to get back to work, I want to get back to driving, I want to be with my grandbabies. What's future orientation? Um, Are they engaged in therapy? Or are they kind of just wanting to bury their head in the covers all day and and refuse therapies? Um, And then if they're able to also focus on, if they're able to focus on things outside of the stroke, so other than the stroke, you know, are they able to talk about Pleasant memories that they had, or just ask people how their day is going, or are they very kind of hyper focused on the stroke? Mm -hmm. Um, That's if they're able to have other conversations, that's to me is also a sign that they're coping. So -hmm. to look for those as well.
0: This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with psychologist Michelle Wogan about depression in people who have survived a stroke. So, what are the negative impacts of post stroke depression? Is there,
1: is there, an impact? On Absolutely. So it's, it's worth following up and, and receiving treatment or help for symptoms of post-stroke depression. It's found to uh, limit participation in rehab, which we rely on rehab to help the brain rewire itself and recover. It um, interferes with people's quality of life and their involvement in the community. Um, and it increases the need for medical visits. Research has found a correlation there, and also it increases the risk of death and suicide. So it's really important in that aspect.
0: Well, in terms of treatment, how Mm. do you go about treating this type of depression?
1: Absolutely. So if you or somebody you know looks like they are showing signs of depression, the recommendation would be to speak with the physiatrist, which is the doctor of physical medicine and rehab. If for whatever reason they don't have a physiatrist, to talk to the primary care doctor. They'll help figure out You know, okay, is this more of the brain injury itself? Is this looking more like depression? And then help you come up with a treatment plan or or recommendations. So that might include medications, um, because some medications are good for helping to stabilize the mood, as well as helping rewire that brain. Um, And some recommendations include uh, being connected to a a mental health professional, because honestly, sometimes more of the talk therapy is the best medication. Um, So they can kind of help. Identify if one or both of those would be the approach to take if it looks like it is depression.
0: So it could end up being both. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, Now, are there side effects with medication when you're trying to recover from a brain
1: injury? Does that do you have to be mindful of which? Sure. Like any medication, there's absolutely the possibility of side effects. So being sure to ask questions, know what to look out for for side effects. Um, and, again, remembering that stroke can impact people's ability to think the way that they used to. So if you go with a loved one to a doctor's appointment, maybe take extra notes if the doctor recommends or um, identifies any possible uh, side effects uh, to help them remember and keep an eye out for those.
0: Now, as a person goes through recovery, um, rehabilitation, and perhaps is able to sort of regain some of their abilities, does that help the depression dissipate? like naturally?
1: Sure, it can, it- right? Especially if it's related to grieving the loss of functioning. And as you get better, we would anticipate that you'd start to feel better. Um, if it's, remember, the, the working theory is also it might be as the brain's rewiring itself. So as that's the, the kind of pathways of communication are, are finding not more appropriate ways, but ways that don't, su- don't suggest or uh, lead to depression, then you might also see the depression lift.
0: Well, let me ask you about um, family members or, Mm -hmm. you know, loved ones that are helping the person um, after the stroke. Does a patient's depression
1: impact the loved ones? It absolutely can, right? So a lot of times when I go in and talk to family members, one of my top questions is, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Um, For those people who have flown on an airplane, I will use the um, kind of the analogy of, It's putting the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on other people, and you do that because you really are not of the best help to others if you aren't making sure to take care of yourself. Um, It's hard to watch a loved one experience depressive symptoms. Um, It's very easy to want to tell them everything's going to be okay, and that's a good thing to, to say, absolutely. It's also very helpful to sit with them and say, I know this is hard, and I'm here with you, and... Um, you let me know if there's something that you need. Uh, to just not try to say everything is, 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 is good again, because it's, it's not, you know they're, they're grieving, and that's appropriate. So what do you
0: say to someone who's um, in the situation where they have uh, you know, a loved one who's recovering from stroke and they, they think maybe there's some depression there? What, what do you tell them
1: to do? To follow up or go to the physiatrist, go to the primary care doctor, um, and assess, again, Is this does this look like it's more of the brain injury itself? And then physical, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, they can kind of help the family member develop some skills of how they can work with the patient. Um, or if they think it's more depression, again, the doctor can work with them to identify would it be good for medication, for therapy, combination of the, the two, whatever they think would be best.
0: Well, thank you so much for this information. Thanks for having me. My guest has been Dr. Michelle Wogan. She's a psychologist at Upstate who works in the physical medicine and rehabilitation department. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, Healthlink on Air.